call somebody. Are you on your road? Ask him, are you on your road to Damascus? Oh, ask somebody, are you on your road to Damascus? Tell another person, the road to Damascus. That's what I'm speaking on this morning. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Okay. Give us the NIV so that it can be easy for us. We are going to read some scriptures. Okay, so meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out metros threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest uh-huh, and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, you see the way is capital W, is Jesus. Those who were serving Jesus at that time, they were mainly in Judaism. They believed in mon- a mon- monotheistic God, one God. So the Christians to us say that there's a new king called Jesus. So Paul said, Paul went for letters to go and stop people who belong to the way. Because this act was written, this act of the apostle was written by Luke. He made it capital W, so that we know that the way is Jesus. I am the way. Amen? Whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners. This is Saul who became Paul. To Jerusalem. Let's continue. As he neared Damascus, tell somebody, as he neared Damascus. As he neared Damascus. Okay. He said, Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He had an agenda, and a light appeared around him. That's four. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He didn't say, Why do you persecute them? He didn't say them, me. If this year, as the year is getting to an if somebody wants to persecute you, they are persecuting Jesus. And may the Lord arise and fight for you in the name of Jesus. Verse 5. Who are you? Lord. Now he's referring to God as Lord. He doesn't even know him. Saul asked. He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. So the people who was persecuting was persecuting Christ. He replied. Jesus was speaking to Paul like that too. <laughs> that is why people say that it was Jesus himself that converted Paul. Paul didn't hear the gospel. It was Jesus himself that prayed to him because he said, I am Jesus. Let's continue. Now get up and go to the city. Go to the same Damascus you are going to arrest people to kill and put into prison. You will be told what to do, what you must do. He was going with something already. But the Lord is saying that we are now going to tell you what to do. <laughs> it means that what he was doing was not correct. The road to Damascus. Many of us in this place, as I begin to go and you understand what I'm saying, you need to know that every one of us will go through the road of Damascus. Some have gone through, some are going through. If you have not gone through, you are going to go through. 
But you see, this man was fortunate to meet the light of God. Verse 7. The men with Saul stood there speechless. They heard, listen to the, the, the Bible. They heard the sound. They didn't hear the voice. They heard a sound. But they didn't hear the point and said, go here. But they didn't see it. But Paul is the only person who saw the light and heard the voice. They didn't see. Listen, there are certain times you can be working with people. What you see, they don't see. That is why you don't have to force people to believe in you. Stop that. If you have a plan, work with it. He said, but nobody trusts me. You don't need anybody to trust you. When your business becomes great, they'll be asking, how did you do it? Please. People, why do you need human beings approval? Who do you hear My father is not... Listen, pray and continue. Amen? Eight. Saul got up from the ground, but... Listen to the NIV. But when he opened his eyes... He could see nothing. Now look at me. He opened the eyes, but he couldn't see. There are people who have eyes, but they can't see. This is very spiritual. I'll get there. But I want you to take notice of verse 8. Let's continue. For three days, he was blind and did not eat. Paul fasted for three days after his conversion. No food, no water. Continue. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him to a, in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. Uh-huh. Then the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. This guy wanted to kill Christians, wanted to abduct and and kidnap Christians, but now he's praying. When things get worse, start praying. Stop crying. Stop trying to explain to people, it's not my fault. Pray. Because nobody will understand you. Nobody will understand you. This man was not yet a Christian, but he started praying. Continue. In a vision, he's, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Yes. Lord, Ananias answered. Now listen to Ananias' question. I have heard many reports about this man. <laughs> and all the harm he has done to your saints. He is trying to teach the Lord who knows the future, who knows the past, today and future. There are many people like this in the church. They think people don't deserve the grace of God. Because they committed abortion. Eh? Because they made one mistake or the other. Don't condemn people. What is the essence of the death of Jesus? He came to call sinners to repentance. Amen? If somebody co- commits abortion or commits fornication, that person is not a bad person in because that same person can be saved by the grace of God. Just as you and I. 
There are so many righteous people in the church. Self-righteousness. Listen, you are not better than anybody. You are here because of grace. I am here because of grace. So Ananias said, this guy, he's killing people. You are saying me, I should go and You, Lord, you don't know. He's teaching the Lord. Hey. Bible says, who can instruct the Lord? You know this thing, you may be laughing, but you are doing something. Why is it that this guy, wicked person, why is he living? There are some, when you hear the, ah, I quote with you for that, so he has it. You say something. You are Ananias. He also deserves the mercies of God, just like you and I. Let's continue. Now go to the main message. He and us, and he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. Still lecturing God, that listen to God's response. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. This is my chosen instrument. <laughs> All that Paul was doing, arresting people, killing people, God says, he is my chosen instrument. When we get to heaven, there will be surprises. This man was a killer. He was a wicked man. God says, he is my instrument. And Paul wrote about half of the New Testament we see today. But Ananias says that by our standard, he's a wicked person. Your standard is irrelevant in the sight of God. Let's stop it. Okay? If you don't take care and God puts you on the scale and put the person who will attend on the scale, you see that yours, eh? It is weighing 58 trillion tons. Hey, somebody came to me some time ago and said, Pastor, with this, this, if this one, what is this? Or can you say, it's where you're born. Where you're born. I was standing there. And I said, Minim. But you are a pastor. You should be able to say that this. I said, I don't know. Because when I say it, he says, he said, this one is doing it. Why are you not saying it? I'm not there for those things. When I went to my first station, pregnancy was normal. When you go to this assembly, somebody is pregnant, they are in the church. I said, hey, if I decide to suspend it, I'll get zero people in the church. So I left them. Continue. And I started teaching them that there's a better there are better things than getting pregnant. There's something called school. There's something called work. And those who are diligent and have vision can get there. All of the sudden, it started going down. Every one of them was, Pastor, I want to do this. I want to go to school. Then people started going to nursing training and things. I could have said, that I will show you that I'm their pastor. I will suspend you. You know, you're the body. See, you don't know whether you go to heaven or you not go. Say, but what are you? You're a pastor. Jadokekano, Jadokekano. Hey, be clear. 
me ye say na me me pika na ko bitwe me ye say he wa boda me wa boda na papa 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 akwe makro me hwe na bobie no te abraham tia wase me si bobie fo ansa ko si mo si bi sabe bo so bolum dia ma o because if you we are me bo wase wasro so what i'm trying to say is that ye ye to ye bo amen okay let's because of let me hold on let me go to you let's Verse 50, let's be there. Listen, let me put it this sum of what I want to say in a question and let me answer it. Why was Paul on that road? Why? Why was Paul on the Damascus road? I want to answer it with his own statement in Galatians chapter 1, verse 13. This is Paul's own statement. Put it there for us. Galatians 1. Why was Paul on that road? He says, for you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism. How I intensely persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I, Paul, I wanted to, that was my, the reason why I was on that Damascus road was that I wanted to destroy the church. Verse 14. I was advancing in Judaism beyond my Jews, beyond many Jews of my own age. It means when you took his aid group. Paul was ahead because he was killing people. He was arresting people more than his friends. He says, and was, this is where it's important to me, and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Why was Paul on that Damascus road? He was zealous for traditions of his fathers. There are so many of us. Traditions. Traditions. What are traditions? Traditions are man-made rules, regulations, and laws. Traditions are man-made rules, regulations, and laws. Paul was saying that my father said that there is only one God. They were bringing another Christ. So I wanted to be zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Listen. There are so many of us, we have wrong imaginations. We have wrong mindsets. On the Damascus road, so many people are going with the wrong mindset. People are now sleeping with people for work. I was talking to someone last few days, they said it. So that the person can enter into the prison service. She got a job because Step with somebody. Wrong traditions, wrong mindset. Why are you entering marriage? Wrong mindset. So, on the road to Damascus, the first thing is that you discover God's original purpose for your life. God's original purpose for your life. Paul, or that time, saw, thought that. He was serious for his fathers. He thought that that was his purpose as a man. But that was a wrong purpose. It was a wrong focus. Most of us, on the way of Damascus, we have wrong purposes. Today, may you encounter Jesus in the name of Jesus. May the Lord reveal your original purpose on this earth. Now let me show you something. Continue. Continue. Verse 15. But when God, 
who set me apart from death and called me by his grace was pleased. Listen. To reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consider with any man. Stay there. He was trying to destroy the faith that from birth God had ordained him to come and preach about. There are so many of us here. From birth, God has ordained you for something special. But as I speak, you are in the wrong purpose. After today, may the Lord direct your path in the name of Jesus. He taught by his father's traditions, he was doing the purpose of God. But Jesus met him and said that this is the actual purpose. Preach me. We are not saying go and preach you, but we are saying, even though God wants you to become a very big business person so that you will change the lives of people. Listen, today, because of um, WhatsApp and all those things, WhatsApp, Facebook, they came after 2004. But these guys are millionaires. Through them, we can connect with our friends. What is your purpose? Anytime your purpose is not connected to impact, it is not purpose. If the whole thing is that I can get a car, I can get a house, you are a liar. It is not purpose. It is something personal. Anything that is purpose goes beyond you to generations. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Oh God, help me to discover my purpose. And impact the nations in the name of Jesus. I want you to look at me. Listen, on the road to Damascus, I said that you discover God's original purpose. Listen, there are so many of us we are in wrong professions now. People are that is why they cannot work. Wrong professions. Why? Because on the road of Damascus, you can be in the wrong purpose. Be bold. Start something. Are you understanding me? When I was praying, the Lord said to this man, when I was sitting by the Lord said it again, that 2021 is a year of prosperity. Apart from one or two things I saw, there will be bushfires and some other one or two things be to destroy some industries. But listen, with us, it's different. Because I saw that I was, there was a, our church, there was, it's like a garden. And I saw that it has germinated a small one. And I was holding a, a ger- side of fence, the other water, jerry can, some water, water can, something, the Google Gardens, you know. So I was doing it. It was small, 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 small. So somebody called me and said that, stop it. Then he says, come, rain is coming. I said, rain. He said, rain is coming, come. Then he pulled me back. All of a sudden, it started raining. And he says that this will have much more impact than what you are doing. That, that is how I know that prosperity is coming to this church. And you are one of them. If you believe it, shout yes. yes. Listen, I am sure about it. But you see, we need to guide your thoughts. See, don't be in a hurry. Sometimes don't look at the things here. No. What is God's original purpose for my life? Number two, is somebody getting blessed this morning? If you are getting blessed too, 
where we were reading. Um, go to Acts chapter 9 and go to the verse 8. It says, saw God up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could, not see, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. Now listen, this was a guy who was going in strength, but now he had to be led by some other people into Damascus. Why? He couldn't see. Anytime you lack vision, people will tell you what to do. Lack of vision. When you lack vision, people will tell you what to do. So on the road to Damascus, the Lord gives you vision and spiritual insight. I said the Lord gives you what? I have told you that when you come to church, bring a notepad and write to Please don't, don't be typing on your phone. Bring a notepad. Go and buy your notepad or diary. Please. I've said it over and over. Please. I want you to be writing everything. So on the road to Damascus, God gives you vision or you receive vision or spiritual insight. Listen. Anyone who is not visionary will not get far. Now, let me demonstrate this to, to you. Whatever you see with your eyes physically, actually is not vision. But the doctors will, will tell us that it's vision. Okay? Medicine. But when we say vision, vision goes beyond the eyes. It goes beyond what you can see. It goes what your eyes can see. When we say vision, is to see beyond your eyes. You may be sitting here and having no car, but if you can have a vision, you end 2021 with $1 million in your account. Vision. Vision is seeing what all others are not seeing. Vision. There are some visions, it will materialize in 15 years. Continue to see. Don't give up. Some of them, it will materialize when you are 60. Continue to see. By all means, see. Praise the Lord. So, Paul opened his eyes, but he couldn't see. Now, this same thing happened in um, Second Kings. Let's go to Second Kings chapter, chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 15. Now, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. With his physical eyes, he saw men, he saw chariots, he, he said, what, what should I do? You see, if all you can see with your physical eyes, all you can see, you'll be terrified, you'll be afraid, you'll be confused, but if you have vision, you don't fear what you are going through now. Because you know that there's no limitation. But if you are seeing with your physical eyes, you will see walls. You will see human beings who are not good to you. You begin to complain. But when you see beyond what you are seeing with your eyes, you don't fear anything. You don't fear again. So this guy says, what shall we do? Now he's beginning to think about physical things. Because ordinary new. Verse 16. Don't be afraid. You see, the prophet said, 
the prophet answered, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can I hear an amen? amen. Why? Because the prophet is not seen physically only. He's seen beyond the physical, spiritual inside. So he's not afraid. The one seeing the physical side is afraid. Listen, if you understand this, you will never fail in life. Whatever happens, you see it as a stepping stone. Don't, listen, and yet, and somebody be around. So somebody says he wanted to marry you and he didn't marry you. You want to go and die. My friend, do you know what that God has even saved you from? Maybe no. You wanted this job and you didn't get it. You are crying. Maybe God is saying that start something. Amen. So he said, me, I'm not afraid. You to don't be afraid. Continue. Verse 17. Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes. Listen, this same eyes, so he says that still open it. Remember, Paul opened his eyes, couldn't see. It means there are two. Or in the spiritual, there are three eyes. We have the first eye, this one. Second eye, your mind. Third eye, your spirit. The man of God oppressed by the spirit. We operate by the spirit. So we are not afraid of anything. But if you don't train your spirit, you'll be looking at physical things and be crying. Then people will be blaming God. Radi, no me to me. Radi, so no dey ayun. Radi mi hai, me dey be ko womana. O dey be konso ampa. See beyond your eyes. Today you have nothing. Begin to see yourself a millionaire in the name of Jesus. Everyone who didn't have a car started from nothing. But after years, we have cars. I'm not surprised that some of you in this church can even buy an aeroplane. You see, because we wanted to buy a bicycle, that's why you said this more. Amen. Hey. He says, open his eyes so he may see. It means that he wasn't seeing. He was seeing physically, but he wasn't seeing what Elijah was seeing. Then the Lord opened the eyes, the servant's eye, and he looked. There are two lookings. <laughs> First one, he looked. He saw a child. He was afraid. Now he looked again. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. May the Lord open your eyes in the name of Jesus. Today, may somebody begin to look and see yourself in another level in the name of Jesus. See your marriage on another level in the name of Jesus. Listen, I am, I've been telling you this year from beginning. I said that one day, from now to next year, somebody will sign a tithe of $100,000 in this church. Tell you. When I was praying last week, is it last, this week, Tuesday, the Lord said to me that, I, I stand the Lord that, you be five years old, so we have to finish the church on the, by the, this building by the fifth year. We should finish it. And the Lord said to me that, you will get dollars into your church and you finish their church. Yeah. I don't understand how it's going to be, but some people write dollars for this church. I'm telling you. 100,000, 50,000. By the time we finish, we'll finish this church. Because this church apples, there'll be Wi-Fi, there'll be 
uh, pharmacy, there'll be ATM. You will like the church. <laughs> there'll be ATM so that when you say, Pastor, I didn't bring my say, go to the ATM, go to the ATM, go to the ATM. Sure. About three people are redesigning the church upstairs. I'm telling you. We're not, we're not joking, no. Because those at Hilltop, they can see the church. We have to show them that we, we don't have a church. We have a kingdom. This is a kingdom. He said, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. I've been saying that he didn't see chariots and horses around them. He saw it around Elisha. Because what you see is what you have. Because Elijah saw they were around him. He took prayer for his eyes to open. But when he saw the chariots of fire were not around him, they had you. He said they were around who? Because what you, your revelation determines what you receive. One time I said to the, my youth, I think some time ago, some years, I said to them, your revelation would determine your reaction in every situation. Elisha was not afraid because he had revelation. Gehazi was afraid because he lacked revelation. May the spirit of revelation come upon us in the name of Jesus. Hey, after today, go and write business plans down. I bless them in the name of Jesus. It is going to happen. Don't think about money. Stop that. Sikanigite is from God. Amen. Now let's take the last one. I think this one, I hope you understand it now. Do you understand the vision and the... So here I'm talking about vision and spiritual insight. So listen. Go back to the Acts chapter 9 and let's Let's look at Acts chapter 9 verse 18. After Ananias went there, he says that, okay, go to verse 17, let's see. Then Ananias went to the house and entered, in, in, entered it. Placing his, hand, his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again. So that you may what? Today, somebody will see again. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. Amen. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. He said, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. Hey, you can, on the road to Damascus, you can have scales on your eyes. There are some people, they don't see anything. Scales. Today, if there's any scale on your eyes, May it fall off in the name of Jesus. So, this Bible says that they, I don't know how it is, but Bible says, so it means that it was physically on his eyes. He said, and he fell and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. Listen, put your hands on your eyes and say, Lord Jesus, let every scale on my eyes be removed now shout amen. amen now look at me listen after today some of you your eyes are going to open amen. you're going to see visions you're 
going to see so many things. And let me add maybe last one, then we pray. So I'm going to lead us in about five minutes of prayer. When you look at the scripture critically, where the Acts chapter 19, the last thing I want to talk about is that on the road to Damascus, there is total surrender. There is what? Do you know that there are people in the church, they are still having their wills. Hey, tell me, I want to do what I want to do. Even when they come to church, I want to sit here. I won't change my mind. Hey, even God changes his mind. Listen, Bible says that as they were going and the light came, Paul fell. Why? His pride had to bow to God. Everything he thought he was, he had to bring it down. Now, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Let's look at Matthew 26, verse 39. Jesus says something. Let's see whether it's there. Okay, so he says that going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Listen, until your will is in alignment with the will of God, God cannot use you. Yeah. We sing a song. Mammy Jimmy you. you know, put it there, Romans chapter, um, chapter 14, verse 12. This is a very common scripture. Proverbs 14, verse 12. Put it there for us. I think the message we have understood it. So let's leave the rest out. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Hmm. Yeah, it leads to death. There are some people. If you advise them, they will never listen. Me, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Let's be on our feet. Jimmy, pair. 